Welcome to Outside the Huddle, featuring your host, Lee Mod Williams. This program is a great resource for players making career transitions, as well as a place to discuss this week's top sports stories. Now, here's your host, Lee Mod Williams. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle. It's your host, Lee Mod Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas, tonight on October the 10th, Wednesday night. And joining me, like he did a couple of weeks ago, a good friend of mine, also an entrepreneur here in Houston, Jermaine Henderson. And Jermaine, welcome back to the show Outside the Huddle. Hey, Lamont. Hey, appreciate you for having me, buddy. Yeah, I want to bring you back, man. Your, your Houston Texans are doing pretty good. And after that Sunday night performance against the Dallas Cowboys, I wanted to get your thoughts on the game. And let's go ahead and jump right into the show tonight. And the Houston Texans took on their in-state rival, uh, the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football. And the Texans won their second game in a row, also won in the battle in the state of Texas, 19-16. Uh, and the Texans, Jermaine, uh, was played in a very competitive, very physical game on Sunday night against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, starting with their offense, their quarterback, their dual-threat quarterback and Deshaun Watson took a lot of hits. I want to say he took about, man, about 10 or 12 hits. I know early on in the game, uh, so far this season, he's been hit 53 times, sacked 18 times, but Jermaine, after you watching the game and the Texans winning it in overtime, 19-16, to 16, give me a quick, a quick assessment of what you thought the Texans and the Cowboys game on Sunday night. Oh, man, first of all, I'm just happy that we got the win, but it, it, it was ugly. I mean, uh, you know, and you know, Lamar, you played in the league. Uh, getting a win is, is, is tough week to week. You know, so just to piggyback off of what you said, man, yeah, Deshaun took way too many hits. You know, a little bit of play calling, but, I mean, at the end of the day, he has to protect himself. So, you know, he needs to get down. He needs to, you know, make his read pre-snap and get off that ball, dump it down to the back, and keep the chains moving. Yeah, he got to protect himself. He keep this up. I don't know if he's going to last the entire season. Yeah, there's a report since the injury report came out this week. Uh, he suffered some chest uh, injuries, uh, and he's scheduled to play on Monday, on Sunday, excuse me, against the Buffalo Bills. And I'm pretty sure he's definitely sore. Uh, he took a lot of big hits, especially in the red zone, as he tried to make things happen for his offense and the Texans uh, uh, trying to get in that end zone. Like you know, Jermaine, it's hard to get in that end zone, especially when you run out of real estate and opportunity against a very aggressive Dallas Cowboy defense. Watson did finish up with 375 yards. Uh, throwing the football, he was only sacked once. Uh, he had a throwing touchdown, but he had one interception as well. Uh, you know, that big play in, the over, uh, in overtime by the wide receiver, uh, D-Hop, you know, uh, DeAndre, uh, DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins, excuse me, <clears throat> was impressed, especially those spin moves he did on the defenders to separate himself and get in the field goal range. How key was that play for DeAndre Hopkins, Jermaine, to be able to set up his team and be able to get that in the field goal to be able to get that victory. I mean, that's why he get paid the big bucks. I mean, he's one of the you know top two, top three receivers in the league, and that's what we want. We want to get the ball into the hands of our playmakers. Get that ball in those guys' hands and let them make plays. You know, that, you know it's simple as that. I and mean, we just got to get some other guys. I mean, I'm looking for Kiki Kuti to step up. Um, we didn't, didn't have much of a run game. You know, we got to get that ball spread around to the tight ends. And, you know, and things of that nature. So let's, uh, let our skill guys do what they do. Yeah, you mentioned skill guy. One of them is a rookie. And Kiki QT, you talked about him a couple of weeks ago. actually seeing him at Texas Tech and now with the Houston Texans. Uh, you know, this guy is special, man. He's you know, elusive. He can get in that slot receiver position. And he can separate himself. He actually sco- scored his first receiving touchdown against the Dallas Cowboys uh, on Sunday night. QT, you, you know, uh, what are you seeing from him? I know you talked about him a couple of weeks ago, but what are some of the things that you really like about this kid and this rookie? Well, he gives us exactly what we need in that slot position. You know, we need somebody that can keep those safeties occupied and keep our outside guys, you know, freed up. You know, Fuller right now, I think he's even bit by the injury bug. You know, but, yeah, QT, he can be somebody that's special. You know, Wes Welker, if you will, and uh, type guy mm-hmm. in, uh, in the Bill O'Brien's offense. So if he, you know, continues to take strides, you know, each week, you know, that's just going to make us, you know, that much more dangerous. So uh, I'm hoping yeah. that he continues to take strides this week and give us what we need, another number two receiver. Yeah, Kiki QT, is, uh, he had 51 yards receiving uh, with that one touchdown, his first touchdown. 
in as an NFL professional. He was targeted seven times by Deshaun uh, Watson. And you talked about Will Fuller staying injured. Uh, he can't stay consistent at all, Jermaine, uh, as far as staying on the football field. Uh, but as long as they have DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Newt, you know, D-Hop, basically what they call him here in Houston, he had nine receptions for 151 yards in the world of win. I mean, he, he didn't have a touchdown as far as receiving. But that, that playmate, that one spin, well, it was two spin moves on the defenders to get the Texans in the field goal range was key for them. Offensively, uh, the Texans are still missing their running game. Uh, Lamar Miller was out due to a chest injury, but he was active when he didn't play. Alpha Blue, he's just a cleanup guy. He's not really a guy that the Texans really going to go to. They need to stretch that defense and bust those holes wide. I mean, bust within those holes and get the ball down the field as far as running the football. Uh, against Buffalo on Sunday, Jermaine, do you feel like the Texans can try to find a way to implement a running game to better bring some balance to the offensive attack and kind of take some pressure off the, of Deshaun Watson? Man, it's imperative that we, that, that we do that. You know, and uh, Alpha Blue, I mean, I'm hoping that you know, Miller can get back this week and uh, so we can get that one-two punch going back. But, uh, again, like you said, Alpha Blue, is just a, he's a backup. You know, he's a downhill guy, you know, kind of our bruiser back. And then I thought all in all he played well. But, I mean, without Lamar Miller, I mean, he's our, our number one back. we got to establish some type of balanced attack, even though um, Deshaun has been he's been consistent with his throwing. He's actually hasn't, been, hasn't done bad in the passing game, but we're just taking too many hits and it's not a balanced attack. So if you're going to win in this league, come time to playoff, you know, this division we got, you know, we're in a tough division with some tough defenses. So we're going to have to uh, take some of the pressure off of Deshaun by you know, running that ball. Yeah, the Texans want to continue to win and win consistently. They're just going to have to have a running game. We're in October now. Things are starting to change. Weather is starting to change up on us. They're going to start playing teams that's in colder climate environments. And you can't ask your second-year quarterback to continue to run the ball like he's been running and take those hits like he's been taking. Uh, they're going up to D.C. They're going to play the Redskins. Uh, in November, it's going to be cold up there in the wintertime, that time of the year. Um, I just I, I can't see the Texans getting any uh, advancing far as down the season and getting any better as far as trying to make a push for the playoffs without a running game because, uh, you know, like we saw with the Dallas Cowboys, they're one-dimensional. And you don't want the Texans to become a one-dimensional team. The, uh, the Texans did an excellent job of taking away Ezekiel Elliott, and we'll talk more about the defensive side of the game in the next segment. But uh, when you see the Dallas Cowboys play, you know they don't have any threats as far as receivers. So all you got to do is take the running run game away from them, and that's it. And you don't want to see the Texans be able to become that type of style team in this season, uh, knowing that they have good backs. I mean, Lamar Miller lost a lot of weight, tried to get a little quicker. But for some reason, he's I don't know if he's not jiving with the new offense or he's jiving with the offense coordinator, but he's not been implemented at all, Jermaine, in the system uh, for the 2018-2019 Texans. So, real quick before we take a break, Jermaine, Dallas Cowboys. I know you know you know guys that used to play for the Cowboys. What's your thoughts on the Cowboys and their performance on Sunday, even though they lost? I mean, exactly what we were saying in the preseason. We talked a lot about football before training camp, before you you know get back into the you know, saddle. But I mean, they didn't address the 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 receiver position. They didn't draft the receiver. I mean, I think they did the third round. You know, Gallup. But you got to go into the and you know, to free agency and go and try to establish. I mean, grab a, a number one guy. I mean, I, look at Josh Norman when he got cut from the from the Browns. You you go out there and you 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 throw five mil or whatever it is to get a guy like that. I mean, not having a mm-hmm. number one receiver as much as they are a headache and divas. You have to have one, and there's no way around it. You got to have a guy that can can stretch the field. He can take the safety in the corner and occupy them. So they, I mean, this is exactly what I thought, and and they loaded up the box. We we loaded up the box on them. So we took Ezekiel out the game, and after you do that, that's it for the Cowboys. You know, we should have blew them out. Yeah, and I, and I don't understand why the general manager slash owner Jerry Jones stated after the game that they they need a, a much needed uh, number one receiver. And he had one in Des Bryant, but he didn't want to pay the man, like you said two weeks ago. And now the fact that he didn't want to pay the man, he's suffering. Because he has a lot of miscellaneous guys playing wide receiver right now for the Dallas Cowboys. But good first segment, Jermaine. Just stick around with me. We're going to recap a little bit more about the Texans and the Cowboys next after our first break on Outside the Huddle. Lemont Williams on the Boys and Metro Sports Network. <laughs> 
Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice America. Sports Channel. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby on Mondays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access, all the time. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. And joining me on the show, like he did a couple of weeks ago, good friend of mine, Jermaine Henderson, former Sam Houston State uh, football player and entrepreneur here in Houston. And uh, congratulations, a couple of congratulations, Jermaine. One to your former alumni school, Sam Houston State, winning big over Stephen F. Austin in the Battle of the Piney Woods, and also our own Houston Astros as they advance to the AL championship. They're going to be playing the Boston Red Sox on Saturday. So, Congratulations to your former school, Jermaine, as well as the Houston Astros as they're advancing the playoffs. Yes, sir. As you can tell a little bit, I'm a little hoarse because all the festivities this weekend. <laughs> so, yeah, Badcats were in the building in Houston, the Houston, the Sam Houston takeover. So, and again, always happy to see uh, see my strolls doing well, man. It's good for the city. So, we're, we're excited. It's, uh, it's a lot of energy here in Houston right now and the surrounding area. Yeah, the Astros. <laughs> Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Especially the Astros is playing this, that 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 Drake song right now, back to back. They're trying to get that back to back championship, man. That'd be that'd be huge for the city if the Astros get back to back championships with the Texans trying to find their way this season. Yeah, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Right, yes, sir. We'll, yes, sir. we'll go. We'll, we'll get right back into the swing of things with the NFL. Jumping back into the recap in the Houston Texans versus the Dallas Cowboys Sunday Night Football game. In the last segment we. Shared our thoughts and opinions on the offense side of things of uh, that game as the Texans won over the Dallas Cowboys earning their second back-to-back victories, uh, 19-16. Now, defensively, the Texans was in a hard-fought game. Uh, you talked about it, Jermaine, a little bit in the first segment about how the Texans took away Ezekiel, Ezekiel Elliott and only allowed him to rush for 54 yards. It pretty much made the Texans, I mean, made the Dallas Cowboys a one-dimensional team on the road. Uh, with the Texans, only giving up 16 points, Jermaine, in the game going overtime. Give me your quick assessment of the Houston Texans defense on Sunday night. Man, I thought those guys were, were flying around. You know, JJ you know, was wreaking havoc. You know, as we said, Jadavian is you know is in the contract year, so I mean he, he he's playing some inspired football. You know, our secondary 
you know, again, I'm not going to jump, jump, you know, jump ahead and just start, you know, praising them too much because, again, we're playing against a team that, that with a bunch of no-namers and miscellaneous guys, as you said. So, but, again, you know, defensively, I mean, they gave us what we needed. They held them to 16 points. We shut down the premier back in the league. So, you know, all in all, I was, you know, very pleased and very impressed. They actually kept us in the game, if you ask me. So, without that huge play at the end, who knows which way it would have been from DeAndre Hopkins. So kudos to you know the Texans you know defense. Yeah, the defense stood up. I mean, they they stood up and did their thing, uh, knowing that they were going against a quarterback. It's kind of mirror what their quarterback brings to the table as far as dual threat ability and Dak Prescott. Don't get me wrong, Dak Prescott did his thing on Sunday, even though they came over the loss. He was being very elusive, getting away from defenders, uh, rolling out, throwing down bombs down the field. He was doing whatever he can do as a quarterback or a dual-threat quarterback throwing for 208 passing yards and one touchdown uh, without his main weapon in, uh, in Des Bryant or any main weapon as far as a receiver. But, uh, you know, you mentioned Jadavion Clowney being in his contract here. Uh, I'm going to put you in the GM spot or put you in the GM chair. If you're the GM of the Houston Texans and you got Jadavion Clowney, who's been very productive throughout the last two games, and he got a couple of sacks against the Colts, uh, he's been wreaking havoc, bringing in pressure inside uh, as an outside linebacker. Put your GM head on and, and give me your thoughts and opinion on Jadavion Clown and what you need to see from this young man to get that big paycheck at the end of the season. Man, number one, uh, he, he has to be available. I mean, there's always been questions with him and uh, his health. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, and then the thing that from the GM standpoint that, that bothers me, if I'm the GM, and we've been watching him, and we had a couple of years to, you know, to watch him. If he had one of the, probably, he'll probably be a top five, you know, top ten all-time defensive player, J.J. first ballot to follow. I mean, just mirror what he's doing, right? So, I mean, at this point, we should have already be thinking about, okay, yeah, he's next up for the big contract. There's still questions about this about, about this kid. And, and again, mm-hmm. I, I just question his, his heart, you know, as far as his love, his love of the game. You know, this, you know, mm-hmm. playing D line and and they week in week out, year in year out, you know, smash mouth against three hundred pounders. You gotta love what you do, you know. So I mean, I hate to give him thirty, forty million guaranteed, and then yeah, I, I don't want to play anymore. Or, yeah, I'm I'm not wholeheartedly into this thing. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll pass. I mean, honestly, I mean, yeah, I, I'll I'll take my chance in the draft. I'll just say that, and I hate to say that about Jadavian. You know, but, you know, I think he's a good kid. But, yeah, as far as the GM and long-term, no thank you. Yeah, I, I think I can see where some of those questions come in to the fact that everyone questions his heart and his ability because what happened is that we got accustomed and got spoiled to what we saw at him at in his collegiate days at uh, South Carolina. You know, that one big hit, he knocked the guy's helmet off and they kept playing it over and over again on ESPN. And he was a man-child in college. Seemed like when he got with the grown men in the NFL, it's taken him some time to develop. And like you said, a lot of questions came up for his durability and him staying healthy and his love for the game. Um, you know, we 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 become accustomed. I say we because I agree with you. We become accustomed to seeing guys his size at six six with that skill set. Uh, I think he ran what sub four four forty. In, in the combine, we see something like that. That's a freak of nature. So we we expect a guy to come in. Yeah. We expect the guy to come in like a Javon Curse, you know, from back in the day, or Lawrence Taylor, or somebody along those lines is going to come in and just straight dominate. A Khalil Mack, like even if a Khalil Mack mindset, I mean, he's probably the closest thing that we have, or the NFL has right now, as far as dominate. And he gets in the game, he changes the the environment as a defensive player. But I, I get what you're saying. Uh, knowing the Texans and being conservative, uh, they are not going to. I, I, if I if they allow him to get out and get going somewhere else and not re-sign his guy to a big contract, I'd be surprised. I won't be shocked. I'd be surprised. I won't be shocked because it's the Texans, but I'd be surprised if they let a guy his, that's starting to come in his own. Like you know what I mean? It's like he's starting to feel like he's starting to play aggressive consistently. And if you let him go when he's starting to get to that point, you know you never know what next year or two years can be. He can be the next Khalil Mack. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I see him as the Mario Edwards. You know, you, you, I know you remember that guy. You know, we used our first big mm-hmm. pass of Vince Young a few years ago. 
So that's kind of what Jadavian, he kind of reminds me of, you know, a, a player in that, in, of that caliber. You know, he's a really good player. You know, he dominated last year with J.J. out. So I'm thinking, like, man, it can, what can, where is that guy every play? You know, I need to see that mm-hmm. guy last year every play, all pro, uh, pro bowler, Jadavian. You know, every play, we need you to show up. We need you to be a leader. <laughs> I mean, those are the people you're going to want to give the long-term contracts to. So, yeah, and again, yeah. Hey, I, I wish him well, and I hope he gives us what he can give us this year. But yeah, long term, I don't see him, you know, getting a five-year extension with us. Yeah, yeah, he has a lot of Mario Williams in him, and I don't even think Mario's in the league anymore. Mario got uh, Texans let him go out to draft him number one, and he went to Buffalo, I, I want to say. And after that, he kind of just fell off the face of the earth. He has a lot of Mario in him, uh, far as um, uh, has the skill set, the potential, but just. Just never. I mean, I, I I I think he has a better upside than Mario uh, Mario uh, Williams. I just think Jadavion is uh, as long as he has JJ on the backside helping him take some of that pressure. He can take some plays off, but uh, we want to see him dominate. I agree, uh, dominate uh, going forward. Speaking of domination, uh, a couple of guys in the secondary. I thought Texas secondary improved uh, this week. Well, this past weekend, excuse me, against the Cowboys, uh, played a little bit more better as far as coverage-wise. Jonathan Joseph did a better job coverage uh, in coverage as well as Kareem Jackson, two guys who have been with the Texans the longest. But, Jermaine, we got some guys here that's on the team for the first time this year and it's been very impressive. I want to get your thoughts on uh, the Honey Badger, Tyron Matthews, as well as the rookie, uh, the rookie safety, uh, Justin Reed, brother of Ed Reed, that's now with the Carolina Panthers. Man, Justin, yeah, this kid looked like he's the real deal. You know, I didn't really read up much on him coming out when he got drafted. You know, I was like, okay, we got the safety. And I, you know, immediately, you know, favored him just because of the pedigree. You know, all pro, probably one of the best, if not the best safety that ever played the game, you know, Ed Reed. So I'm, I'm, I know, you know, mentally his brother prepared him. It's the physical aspect of it and him being able to catch up with the defenses. But right now, He's looking really good. And as far as Honey Badger, you know, uh, this guy, you know, we sounded, you know, we kind of went out. On, I don't think it was a risk, but we, you know, we didn't have anything to lose. One year deal, you know, a guy that that played exceptional, in, you know, in Arizona, you know. So I, I don't know if it was the injuries or maybe salary cap, whatever, whatever the move was that got. I'm happy he's here. So if he can continue give us what we what we want and give us what we need this year. I can see uh, going ahead and signing him a few more years and you know make him make this a permanent home in Houston for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right now, Eric. And I meant to say Eric. I said Eric. Reed, excuse me, but Eric Reed, the uh, safety out of now with the Carolina Panthers, brother Justin Reed. He's been impressive. Justin has been impressive out of Stanford. Has been very active and grabbing the interceptions. But the Honey Badger. Uh, you know, I guess his time was up in Arizona, and he's signed a one-year deal with the Texans, and he's looking for a new contract. And if he continues to play the way he's playing, I like how he comes down. He's a small guy in stature. He's not a big guy. He's under, what, 5'11"? Maybe he might be 5'7", five, 5'8". Five, I don't know. But um, it seems to me that he's always in the box, you know, wreaking havoc, and he's always in the cover. So uh, those two guys is really – Helping the Texas secondary this season, in my opinion. And Jermaine, uh, you know, real quick, we're going to get into the picks and predictions later in the game. I mean, the, in the show, but Cowboys, excuse me, the Texans will play the Buffalo Bills on Sunday. I'm, I'm, I'm expecting you to say the Texans want to win, but give me a quick breakdown of that game on Sunday. Well, I mean the. Buffalo Bills right now, they're still transitioning. They got rookie quarterback. Um, so they, they could go either way. I mean, the kid has a lot of upside. And, you know, Josh Allen, you know, has a big arm. You know, you got Shady McCoy down there. Their defense wasn't a slouch last year. So, yeah, I think my Texans should get this game if we can put it together. But I, I won't go up there they're fully, fully confident because we still got a lot of holes, a lot of things that holes in the system right now that we that some stuff we got to get cleaned up. So, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I give us, you know, we, I think we can win that thing by touchdown, but I'm not, you know, predicting a blowout or anything like that. Yeah, it seems like the games that you expect the Texans to win, they end up losing the games that you didn't think 
that they're going to come in and give a fight to. They end up being competitive, and then they'll find a way to squeeze out and, and get the victory. Uh, Buffalo, everybody's anticipating Texans to come in and feed off the momentum that they had on Sunday night and kind of steamroll over the wounded Buffalo Bills. But, man, it's just – and it's not the players. Like, here's here's what I'm thinking, Jermaine. It's not even the players that I'm concerned about. It's not Deshaun Watson. It's not D-Hop. It's not DeAndre Hopkins. It's not even the missing running game. It's the guy that stands on the sideline with the headset on his head calling this plan two roles. He's playing the head coach role and he's playing the offensive coordinator. That's Bill O'Brien. I'm not confident in him. And I want to get your thoughts real quick on Bill O'Brien play calling when we come back from this break. Next on Outside the Huddle, we'll leave Mont Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, we're talking public land elk hunting, calling tips, locating the secret spots bulls love, calipers that fill the freezer, ammunition that performs, and more. Joining us is Mitch Petrie, Vice President of Programming for Outdoor Sportsman Group, and Steve West of Steve's Outdoor Adventures. Jim and Trav's Elk Quest 2018 is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Let's hunt. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or you can drop a line to Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams. Coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Tonight, on Wednesday night, October 10th. Joining me on the show, good friend of mine, entrepreneur, former Sam Houston State player, Jermaine Henderson. Jermaine, before we went to break, I got your thoughts. I want to get your thoughts. Well, I share my thoughts, but I want to get your thoughts on the head coach as well as office coordinator, uh, Bill O'Brien from Houston, Texas. Uh, what do you think about his play calling thus far this season? Oh, man. Uh, yeah. How much time do we have with this guy? Uh, <laughs> man, not a huge fan of Bill O'Brien right now. I'm not liking what I'm seeing as far as the shots my quarterback is taking, you know, this these first few games. And, again, everybody's an expert on Monday morning. And, you know, I'm, uh, I respect Bill O'Brien. I respect the craft. But or, uh, your head coach, offensive coordinator's job is to put your quarterback in a position to be successful. That's the play caller. The plays that you know uh, that you know that that favor his skill set, so to speak. You know the read option mm-hmm. and the stuff that he's calling. That's 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 college. You know, hey, let's get back in shotgun or uh, from under the center, drop back, hand it off, throw the ball, put the ball in the hands of the receivers. It's simple as that. You know, mm-hmm. he coached in in uh, in, in, in New England. He got a chance to see, you know, how the great one does it. Obi Wan Kenobi. So, yeah, and mm-hmm. we're not saying that Deshaun is on the level with Tom Brady. He's far from that. But he, he can control that pocket and control that offense. Well, we got to get our quick game. That's what I see more. And that being a former receiver, 
we don't work our quick game enough, you know, and then go over the top and throw out, uh, you know, the, the tight ends on the seam routes. You got to mix it up a little yeah. bit. But as far as his play calling right now, it, it is, yeah, it is, it is not up to par. And I'll just say that and I'm done with it. <laughs> Yeah, it just seems like he hasn't figured it out yet. Uh, he's a guy that wants to control everything, and right now he's the offensive coordinator and the head coach. And you got to give him kudos, though. I mean, they're on a two-game winning streak uh, right now for the Houston Texans, and hopefully they can continue that success. Speaking of success, let's talk about Drew Brees. Drew Brees did his thing on Monday Night Football, lighting up the Washington Redskins. And Drew Brees is now the all-time passing uh, leader in the NFL. Uh, give him congratulations and kudos to him. He did an excellent job, a long career so far at 39 years old as a quarterback for now. Well, he's been there for a while, but for the New Orleans Saints. Jermaine, you look back on it, 2001, San Diego drafted a kid out of Purdue named Drew Brees. Don't want to really know too much about this young man. He was undersized coming out of college as a quarterback. But he showed the will and the consistency to be able to be the now all-time passing leader for the NFL, passing up Peyton Manning. How? I mean, just give me your give me your thoughts. Just give me your breakdown on Drew Brees and what he means for the NFL right now. Oh man, um, Drew Brees. Yeah, me and him kind of. Well, I say we go way back, but Drew Brees is from Austin, Texas. So we both came out in '97. Mm-hmm. So I followed him. You know, coming out, you know, Austin Westlake powerhouse up in Austin. You know, headed off to Purdue. You know, he was undersized. He'd been a six three, six four guy. Stanford, you know, yeah, Stanford, UT, all the big colleges in the nation would have, you know, would have been would have been clamoring over him. But to see what this guy does, and it's, I'm not even going to talk about football, but the off the field things that you know, the stuff that he brings to the city of New Orleans. I mean, the leadership, you know, the dedication. You know, he's a player's player. You know, everybody loves this guy. Just all you hear is great things. Uh, you know, great husband. You know, great father loves his kids. And, you know, military, he was, you know, he it just, he's the, the CEO quarterback, as John Gruden likes to say. That's the type of guy you want. As far as his arm, he's always been able to spin that thing, Lamar. I mean, he's been able to spin it, and he showed that, you know, longevity, hard work, taking care of his body. You know, there's no, I'm, I'm not surprised now that, he is where he is. I think mean, a lot of folks probably are shocked. They're saying that he's not a top five quarterback. How can you not be? And yeah, you you just set the record for passing yards. I mean, sorry, he's in the top five regardless. So yeah, kudos to Brees. You know, he's gonna add to that record book. So you know, yeah, the Saints got their QB for life. You know, I'm I'm happy for the guy. Yeah, for him to be able to throw for 363 yards. He pretty much broke the record in the first half. He only needed what two hundred one. Uh, Breeze comes into the you know into the game. Uh, you know he's just so he's a, a pro's pro. You know he's a professional on all levels. Like you mentioned, uh, personal life, uh, professional on and off the field. Uh, he's you know he's one of those guys that you know night in night out. He's gonna bring his A game. He might not uh, get the victory every time, but he's gonna do what he needs to do to put his team and be successful. Uh, he submitted himself and, you know, as a future Hall of Famer with that, breaking that record. And before then, he was a Hall of Famer. Um, I just want to see him get him a Super Bowl eventually. Hopefully he can take uh, New Orleans to the Super Bowl. If not, and win it. If not, then uh, that doesn't take him away, take away from anything else he's done in the NFL. Did they not get that Super Bowl? I don't mean to interrupt you. Did they not get that Super Bowl of uh, Hurricane Katrina? I mean, Ah, that's right. That's right. I was going to – I was just checking on my phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He delivered. He did deliver. Yeah, absolutely right. I totally forgot about that year. That was the year that they had the Hurricane Katrina. I want to say it was – was it 2007? It may have been on five. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah, but he got one. Well, I think he comes. Canton, here he comes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely going to Canton, Ohio. I stand corrected on that. I appreciate that. Heads up on that one, Jermaine. And uh, just kind of summing up Drew Brees right now, he's he's the, he's the man. He's the man in New Orleans. And uh, congratulations again for doing this thing on Monday Night Football. Jermaine, we got a young guy, and we talked about him a couple of weeks ago. That's right now. He's got the NFL on fire. I'm talking about Patrick Mahomes out of Kansas City for the Chiefs. We talked about Drew Brees being a future Hall of Famer. Patrick Mahomes uh, out of Texas Tech, another guy out of Texas Tech. Jermaine is doing his thing. He got Kansas City 5-0. and 
it was very impressive against the Jacksonville uh, defense on Sunday, winning that game 30 to 14. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got his hands full going into Sunday night, Sunday night game against the New England Patriots. What you think? How it's going to play out for the young man? Oh man, he, he, he's going against the goats. I mean, it could go either way, but right now this kid is lights out. Yeah, and with AKA, I'm faster than you, <laughs> Mister. I'm just flat, flat out faster than you, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Mister Hunt, the running back, and they even got some of their, you know, their, their second and third tier receivers. But we got a guy like that that has an arm that's a combination of Dan Marino, Brett Favre. Uh, John Elway, I mean, he can make all the throws. He played baseball, so always, you know, favorite quarterbacks that, that play baseball because of the accuracy. I love to play with those guys, playing a former receiver. So, yeah, but his hands are going to be full. I mean, we're looking forward. This is, you know, one of those games that, yes, yeah, going to test him. You know, we're going to see, you know, exactly where the Kansas City Chiefs, you know, they are right now. And even if they lose the game, I mean, they're still in a good position. But I'm not going to even lie to you. I didn't think that Patrick Mahomes would be doing what he's doing right now this early. So, uh, but I'm happy for the kid. I watched him at Texas Tech. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, it's nothing but big things you know, on the horizon for them. But, yeah, this is going to be the toughest uh, match of the year thus far. Yeah, it's so good. looking forward to it. It's going to be a very competitive game on Sunday night against the New England Patriots. I'm going to definitely watch Patrick Mahomes. He has over 1,500 passing yards, 14 touchdowns. He did get his first interception last week against Jacksonville. But like you said, man, he has the weapons. He's going to get it done. He'll make it very competitive. And don't forget, Kansas City is not afraid of New England. They went in with the week one of last year when we saw the glimpse of Kareem Hunt, uh, the running back, running all over New England Patriots. You know Travis Kelsey, what he can do. And Tyree Hill, Mr. I'm going to burn by you and throw up the peace sign. So we already know Kansas City is very equipped and very ready for New England uh, on Sunday. Sunday night, and it's going to be an exciting game. I haven't, outside of the Texans game last Sunday, I'm going to stay up and watch that one, man, because that's going to be a hard fought game with New England uh, trying to re- get back to the old way of winning and having now Patrick Mahomes dominating the AFC. Oh, man, I, I'm going to go ahead and go. I'm going to make my prediction now. I'm going to go with Kansas City. I think Kansas City is going to find a way to get the ball to their playmakers. And the reason why I say that is because Andy Reid. Andy Reid is the coach. You know, like I know, Jermaine, he can draw it up in the dirt. We always give Bill Belichick uh, kudos for his, his ability to uh, do this thing as a coach. But Andy Reid's going to draw some plays up, especially on the road against New England. It's going to be an environment where it's going to be the team that turns the ball over less or the least is going to win that game. And I think, you know, Kansas City's going to find a way to upset New England on the road. Yeah, I mean, I was I was going to mention that too. You know, Andy Reid and Bill Belichick. I mean, that's going to be a, a chess match between those guys. You know, two future Hall of Fame, you know, um, coaches. You know, so it's it's going to be a, a matter of who controls the clock, who makes the most plays, you know, who wins. You know, in all three phases of the game, offense, defense, and special teams. I mean, that's pretty much what it boils down to. So both offenses are high powered. You know, they can get, can score with the best of them. You know, so yeah, it's definitely the game of the week for sure, but I'm going to predict I can't go against the GOAT. I mean, Tommy Boy. I mean, I can't go against Tommy Boy. And this game is where? In Kansas City or New England? It's in New England. Is it New England? Oh, yeah. yeah. We, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Tommy Boy doesn't lose at home too much, so uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, yeah, this is where the book stops. This is where it stops. I think this week, you know, they, they get that first, uh, yeah, that, that first loss, that first L. Here's the thing I think that's going to be the difference making. Uh, maker for for the two teams is the rushing. I think Kareem Hunt being in that environment last year, uh, week one, and dominating New England. Uh, you know the, the Patriots don't have something to kind of counter them. You got Tommy Boyd, you got Tom Brady, but the running game is going to be be key for Kansas City. It's going to take some pressure off and allow Patrick Mahomes to be able to continue to build his confidence throughout the game. But uh, I'm gonna go. I, I just think the rushing game is going to hunt. It's going to be the key factor in that game on Sunday night against the Patriots. And we'll see how it plays out. We'll see how things go. Uh, talk about uh, your guy over there. He's going, and the GOAT will be throwing to him, and Gronkowski. Gronkowski. What do you think he's going to bring to the table for the Patriots? Man, Gronk's going to be Gronk. I mean, he's going to be a matchup nightmare like he always is every week. You know, and that's, again, hey, Travis Kelsey, Gronk, 
I mean, it's must-see TV. I mean, honestly, when we think about all the big names and all of the, you know, the games within the game, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick, Gronk, and Kelsey, and, you know, um, I guess I don't have anybody to compare to Tyreek Hill, but, I mean, you know, what's his name is back to slot receiver. Um, what's his name? I can't tell. I was about to call him Wes Welker. They, it's not Wes Welker. They got um, – for the Patriots, they got Josh Gordon now. He's playing. They got and, Gordon, um, but they, uh, the slot receiver that was out for four games. The, um, oh, okay. That was for the PZ. You're talking about, um, we'll think about it over the break. I don't know why I can't think of that. But anyway, yeah, they got, you know, everybody's back to full health. And, you know, Josh uh, Norman, uh, you know, not Josh Norman, Josh Gordon, his, his uh, second week. So I expect, I expect um, Tommy Boy to spread the ball out to him, to work him a little bit more, to get him a little bit more acclimated. He has another week under his belt and, you know, practice. So he'll be a little bit more comfortable in this, uh, in this Bill Belichick offense. So, yeah, that's why I'm confident going forward. That was the best move. Watch, watch what I tell you. That's going to be the, the the key grab for the Patriots is getting Josh. If that kid could just keep his head on straight and just play ball, and yeah, like Stephen A. Stephen A. Smith says, stay away from the weed and just play ball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. Well, good stuff, Jermaine. When we come back from our break, we'll continue to give our pitch and predictions on the rest of the game starting in Week Six especially the Thursday night game football. Next one outside the huddle, we'll leave my Williams on the Voice America Sports Network. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fans' perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Want to experience football from the perspective of a former player who also has coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver. He'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl has the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. He'll cover the camps on and off the field and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're outside the huddle with Lemont Williams. Want a piece of today's action? Call into the show right now at 1 888 346 9144. That's 888 346 9144. Or you can drop a line to Lemont Williams Sports at yahoo.com. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Outside the Huddle with your host, Lemont Williams, coming to you live from Houston, Texas. Last segment of the show, Jermaine, and it's kind of wrap up the show with our picks and predictions going into week six. We talked about the Kansas City Chiefs and the New England Patriots uh, last segment, and we also talked about the Texans and the Buffalo Bills. I had the Chiefs over the Patriots. You had the Patriots over the Chiefs. Uh, we both agreed the Texans will be able to find a way to win that game over Buffalo at home. So going into Thursday night matchup, you got the Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Giants. Both teams are struggling right now. The Giants lost on the road to Charlotte, that last-second field goal. And Philly 
has that curse on them after winning the Super Bowl last year, and they can't get anything going right now for their team. So who do you think will win that game Thursday night between the Giants and the Eagles? Man, I'm, I'm, I'm picking the Giants. Uh, I really am. Even though uh, Odell is the biggest diva I've ever seen in my life, I think that they're right there. Saquon Barkley, they got all the weapons. Eli has just played bad, but uh, I think that the Giants finally get the, the, the wins division game. So I, I think they get this win, and uh, the Eagles continue to struggle. Yeah, the Eagles are struggling hard, man. Uh, uh, they play on the road in the Giants short week. Uh, even though the Giants lost that game, Jermaine, I agree with you. They have the weapons. Shaquan Barkley, uh, Odell Beckham, you call him the diva, was able to throw that long pass down the field uh, to Shaquan Barkley. Uh, their defense played aggressive against a uh, Cam Newton-style offense in the Carolina Panthers. I'm going to go with the Giants as well because they're home. It's a short week. The Eagles struggling right now. Um, I saw a report that one of their their players was down this week, so I, I mean, I just don't know with the Eagles. They have that Super Bowl curse on them this year. Guys, uh, AJ was it uh, uh, Ajahi, the running back? He's out for the season for the for the Eagles. So, without him being the Mister Consistent, Jay Ajahi has been Mister Consistent. He's out with a torn ACL. You got to give it to the Giants, man. I think the Giants will win this one. The Giants got the ball on this one, and Odell Beckham got that new contract. He needs to start paying some money back because uh, right now he's not living up to the new the new contract that he got over the summer or before the season. All right, Jermaine, going to Sunday's game. Let's start with Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Atlanta is one and four. They're at the bottom of the barrel right now, and Tampa is struggling too after getting off to a fast start on the Ryan Fitzpatrick. Who do you think will win this game and why? Yikes! They're both are a team that you know. Well, I know the Falcons had big hopes. Uh, but right you now, James Winston, you know, Mr. AKA F up, I can't use profanity on the radio, but he's just a bonehead. Mm-hmm. Uh, toss up, man. Let's just go with Atlanta. I like Julio. You know, maybe Matt Ryan, you know, they get it figured out this week. I'm going Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Winston in Tampa Bay, I don't think they have enough for Atlanta at home. Atlanta's in a must win situation, one and four at home. Against the in, in divisional team, uh, you got if Atlanta drops the ball again, uh, that something's wrong. Uh, well, we know something's wrong, but then it's, it goes from bad to worse. So let's go ahead and give Atlanta that game. I agree on that one. Pittsburgh versus Cincinnati, a blue-black type of game with the Steelers going into Cincinnati. Cincinnati right now, quietly before. I mean, the, a lot of people don't realize Cincinnati is not afraid to play against. You know, competitive teams this season. You know, despite what you think, uh, they're actually on a two-game winning streak, beating down uh, Miami last week and a week before on the road against Atlanta. And, you know, Pittsburgh still don't have Jadavion uh, Clowney. They don't still have Le'Veon Bell at the running back position. Jermaine, who do you think will win this game and why? Cincinnati. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna pick Cincinnati. They're on the roll right now. Uh, the, the, they call him the, the red the, the red rider. You know he's uh you know he's playing well. AJ Green, future Hall of Famer, you know playing well. You know mixing the run game and defense. So I'm picking them. Uh, it, it, it probably it will be a good game. You know Ben and he has the weapons with with Brian and those guys. Uh, I got Cincinnati by three. All right, I got I'm gonna go with Pittsburgh. They dominated last week against Atlanta, 41 to 17. Ben Roethlisberger seems like he's starting to find his con- old consistency or old ways of being consistent at the quarterback position. I'm going to go with Pittsburgh over Cincinnati. Now let's jump down to some other games on Sunday. Uh, Let's see here. What's really competitive? Uh, Let's see. uh, Chicago and Miami. Chicago coming off their break. Uh, Who do you think will win this game and why? Man, surprisingly, Miami is uh, in Tannehill. Boys have been playing well down, uh, you know, down in in Miami. Mm -hmm. Um, Trubisky, really not sold on him. Didn't think he was supposed to be the number two pick. Uh, they do have the, the freak, you know, Khalil Mack. He's going to pop pressure. Um, I, you know, I think uh, Miami will, will get this game. Yeah, I think Miami, yeah, they, they'll, they'll pick this one up. I'm going to disagree with you on this one, too, man. I'm going to go with the Bears. I think the Bears is, like you said, the main guys, Khalil Mack, defensively. Uh, and the last time they played, they dominated uh, Tampa at home, then they played uh, well, Arizona. That's the Cardinals, so they played the Cardinals and beat them. So they're on a the three-game, well, two-game one 
before they went on, uh, well, th- actually three games, excuse me. They won three games. They beat Seattle, the Cardinals, and Tampa, and they had their break. So I, I'm going to go with the Bears, man. I'm impressed with Cleo Mack and that defense on the road. So I'm going to go ahead and go with the Bears over over Miami. So we'll see how that one plays out. Another early game, looks like we have Carolina Panthers. We'll visit Washington, D.C. and play the Redskins. Who do you think will win this game and why? Man, got two words. Cam Newton. Wrong man. <laughs> you know, so I think you know, that that win, you know, last week that that sixty you know, almost seventy yard field goal, I mean, right now they're clicking, you know, and, and I think mm-hmm. Cam is you know, is, he has that you know, that dual back you know, dual threat back and uh you know, McCaffrey coming out of the backfield and you know, uh Funches and the rest of those guys in the run game. You know, and of course, you know their defenses stand out. So I'm, I'm, I'm taking, taking Cam over the uh, struggling Redskins. Okay, yeah, even though the Redskins are struggling, huh? they're very, they're very hard team to beat at home. Um, I'm gonna roll the dice on this one, and just so I can go against the grain, I'm gonna go with the Redskins. Uh, don't pick with your heart. Don't, don't, don't pick with your heart. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go with the cow. I'm gonna go with Cowboys. I'm gonna go with the Redskins on this one. I think they're gonna. They're gonna find a way to beat Cam. I know Cam is tough, man, but I'm gonna go. With the, I'm gonna go with uh, the Redskins at home. No particular reason. I'm gonna just like you said. I'm picking with my heart. So I'm gonna go with the hometown team. I'm going with the Redskins. All right, afternoon games, Jermaine. We have L.A. Rams versus the Denver Broncos on the road. Who do you think will win this game and why? Man, uh, yeah, those boys are up in L.A. right now. Uh, Mr. Gurley and company, and, and golf is playing. You know, lights out. Oh, uh, I, 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 I'm not really a betting man, but you know, yeah, I'm not gonna put any bet any money against the Rams, you know. But you know, uh, Denver's one of those teams that you know they got the quarterback in, they got you know uh, the the skill set, the receiver, they got the bookends, uh, a defensive end. Uh, uh, yikes! I'm going Rams. I gotta go with Rams. They, they got the run game and the combination and of uh, that pass game and that defense. I think they they they, they get this one. Okay, I agree. I think the Rams will win this one real quick before we wrap up the show. Jacksonville will travel to Dallas and play the Cowboys in Arlington, Texas, and Jerry World. Who do you think will win this game and why? I think Dak rebounds. I mean, it was a tough loss. Uh, I think they rebound. I think they get that game. I, I still think that uh, Blake Bortles is a backup, and that's going to be the detriment to that to that team. They got an all-world defense. But yeah, until Fournette is Lynn Fournette coming back, that may help with the run game. But yeah, I'm going Dallas. All right, I'm gonna go with Jacksonville on that one. Even though Borders is at quarterback position, their defense is gonna recover. Dallas is one dimensional. I'm gonna go with Jacksonville over Dallas. And Jermaine, I want to thank you for coming on the show outside the huddle tonight. You're welcome back anytime. And uh, thanks for having me on the show. Oh man, as always, brother, I appreciate it. Appreciate it anytime, anytime. Go Texas. No <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. I want to thank the listeners out there for listening outside the huddle. Until we meet again next weekend or next Wednesday, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining Outside the Huddle with Lemont Williams. We're back next week for another live show, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Check back with us on the Voice America Sports Channel.